Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded June 21st, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. This week in the podcast, highlights from our conversations with institutional equity investors, plus updates on the valuation and sentiment indicators we've been watching. Five big things you need to know. First, we've outlined two possible recession paths for S&P earnings, which suggest a valuation case for the market can be made today on next year's earnings if the recession is short-lived, or at 3200 on current year earnings. Second, as investors seek clues on what's been de-risked, we've been highlighting why the risk-reward for small caps has improved and note that Russell 2000 valuations returned to levels that often mark the low last week. Third, on sectors, we've been highlighting how defensives have been close to peak valuations versus growth in cyclicals, how energy's strong move in 2022 is out of sync with the typical recession drawdown, and how declines in discretionary and communication services are already baking in recession to a significant degree. Fourth, the midterm elections are starting to emerge as a potential positive catalyst for U.S. equities later this year in the eyes of some investors. And fifth, institutional investor sentiment appeared to get closer to a bottom last week. If you'd like to hear more, here's another six minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that if you found this podcast helpful, we'd appreciate your vote in this year's Institutional Investor All-America Research Survey and Portfolio Strategy. Now the details. Takeaway number one, we've outlined two possible recession paths for S&P earnings, which suggest a valuation case for the market can be made today on forward or next year earnings if the recession is short-lived or at 3200 on current year earnings. Valuations have been in focus in our recent conversations, and our sense is that equity investors aren't looking for heroic multiples, but rather reasonable PEs in the 15 to 16 range to get interested in buying again. The big problem is that investors have no confidence in the current earnings outlook where bottom-up estimates still haven't been cut. To continue our conversation about PEs with investors, we modeled out two recession paths for earnings. A longer recession based on median trends in earnings growth looking back over the past three recessions, and a quick recession modeled on the 2020 path alone. In both, we assume the recession starts in the third quarter of this year. I'll spare you the math, but suffice it to say that the longer recession scenario anticipates S&P EPS of 190 for 2022 and 164 for 2023. We do view this as a worst-case scenario. The quick recession scenario anticipates S&P earnings of 187 for 2022 and 235 for 2023. When we use these earnings numbers to gauge PEs at current pricing on the S&P, 3500 and 3200, a couple of things stood out. First, on our quick recession scenario analysis, the next year PE, which is based on 2023 earnings, is below the long-term average using all three of the price points we mentioned, including today. Second, at 3,200, which would take the index down 32% for an average recession drawdown, the PE will look attractive on current year earnings on both of our recession scenarios. And at 3,500, which would take the index down 27% for a median recession drawdown, will be close to the average multiple, which may end up being good enough for the market, though it's not quite cheap. Moving on to takeaway number two, as investors seek out clues on what's been de-risked, we've been highlighting why the risk reward for small caps has improved, and note that Russell 2000 valuations returned to levels that often mark the low last week. One thing that jumps out from last week is that the Russell 2000 weighted median forward PE is back down to 12.2 times, an important development since this multiple usually bottoms in the 11 to 13 times range. We've been talking a lot about how CFTC positioning has below financial crisis lows for small cap. We've also been talking a lot about how small cap underperformance is already discounting a plunge in ISM manufacturing to trough levels or negative territory. Something else we've been noting, 
The Russell 2000 S&P 500 relative ratio has been flat recently. Small caps have actually stabilized relative to large caps in terms of performance, and that has continued in recent trading. It's something that all investors should take note of, because in dicey economic times, small caps are usually viewed as a leading indicator. Moving on to takeaway number three, on sectors and where the risks lie, we've also been highlighting how defensive sectors have been close to peak valuation versus secular growth and cyclicals, how energy strong move up in early 2022 is unusual given recession concerns, and how declines in consumer discretionary and communication services are already baking in recession to a significant degree. The chart in our meeting that has been particularly eye-catching is the one showing how energy stocks tend to fall in recession drawdowns, while consumer discretionary and communication services declines are basically already back to their typical recession declines. Over the past month, it's worth noting that energy has become the worst performing sector relative to the S&P on that one-month basis due to some weakness that we've seen over the past week. Meanwhile, over the past month, consumer staples and consumer discretionary are the two best performing sectors. Generally, what we're seeing in terms of sector price action is that defensives and inflation-sensitive sectors have started to underperform. Meanwhile, tech and industrials, where valuations have improved significantly since the start of the year, have joined the consumer sectors in outperforming a bit lately. Moving on to takeaway number four, the midterm elections are starting to emerge as a potential positive catalyst for U.S. equities later this year in the eyes of some investors. We've been surprised at the number of questions we got about the midterm elections last week. Investors are latching on to the tendency of stocks to sell off ahead of the midterms and to start to rally back about a month before they take place. We've pointed out that a Republican victory this fall in the congressional races could be good for consumer confidence as well, not just the stock market, since the Michigan survey is showing that consumer sentiment has been hit much harder for Republicans than Democrats recently. Wrapping up with takeaway number five, institutional investor sentiment did get closer to a bottom last week. CFTC data on positioning for asset managers and U.S. equity futures finally got back to its 2015-2016 lows the one low that's been eluding it this year. We're also seeing some stabilization in the performance and valuation of the most popular stocks and hedge funds. It appears to us that both relative performance and valuations bottomed in May. And this is important because stabilization in the performance of popular hedge fund stocks helped anticipate a bottom in stocks back in late 2018. There are other indicators that continue to suggest the bottoming process still needs more time to play out. The VIX and put call haven't spiked enough on the equity side as both are still below their post-financial crisis highs. We'd also like to see some stabilization in crypto as bottoms in Bitcoin and the S&P 500 tend to be coincident. Retail investor sentiment does remain deep in net bear territory on the AAII survey, but the good news is that it does look like that's stabilizing. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Thank you.